0: Welcome to the Change Management Reviews Podcast, where we bring the best of change management to you. On this episode, Editor-in-Chief Teresa Moulton talks with Braden Kelly, author and thought leader on topics of continuous innovation and change. I'm sure you'll enjoy their discussion today.
1: Braden Kelly, author of Stoking Your Innovation Bonfire, has been advising companies on how to grow their revenue and cut their costs since 1996. Braden is a popular keynote speaker, workshop facilitator, and thought leader on the topics of continuous innovation and change, speaking frequently to enthusiastic crowds around the world. He works with clients to create innovative strategies, digital transformations, and increased organizational agility. Braden has published numerous commissioned white papers and more than 500 articles for online publications. He received his BS from the University of Oregon and an MBA from London Business School. So, great, and welcome to our podcast.
0: Thank you, Teresa.
1: Really excited to have you here, um, and looking uh, forward to hearing about, you know, how you got into your, um, offering your books, and uh, also just curious about hearing some of your theories and thoughts on change. Um, so, why don't we start there? How did you become interested in, in change and change management?
0: Well, for me, it all really started from going back into the corporate world and really seeing that not a lot had actually changed uh, since I had spun out of the corporate world and gone into independent consulting. And, and kind of what I saw as I went back into the corporate world is that projects were still being planned in the same ways, using the same Word documents and a lot of the same methods that lead to, you know, 70% of change efforts failing. And it really looked to me like uh, there was an opportunity for another book and and for a a change planning toolkit to really help make that process of planning a project or planning a change initiative more human, you know, more collaborative, more visual, and more focused on achieving great outcomes for the the people that are involved in it. And so, so I started creating some tools, and that led to... So I thought that it really should be a book to go along with the toolkit, and that was the genesis for Charting Change, my second book.
1: That's great. And then you created the Charting Change workbook as well, I believe.
0: Well, the Charting Change book uh, goes with the change planning toolkit, and people that buy the book get access Ah. to 26 of the more than 50 tools that are in the toolkit. Um, but for those of you out there that just kind of want to poke around and, and take it for a test drive, there's 10 free tools available for download uh, without buying anything. But for the the people that buy the book, I've made 26 of the tools available from the 50 plus tools, including the the change planning canvas, which is kind of the the central asset to the whole model.
1: Oh, cool! So, um, as you were building these tools and pulling the ideas together. Um, what are some of the aha's that uh, people had when they were reading your book?
0: Well, I think some of the aha's were that the, that change management really shouldn't be seen as a subset of project management, but mm-hmm. instead you should almost look at it as it being the other way around. Because as you look at kind of the, the life cycle of an organization and how an organization is influenced by changes in customer behavior and changes in the marketplace and how that necessitates changes in their strategy, well from that strategy, as you evolve your strategy, you have to change how you architect your business and identify the, the capabilities and competencies that are going to drive the future success of the organization. And in doing that, you should be identifying a whole portfolio of change initiatives and projects that are necessary to achieve that that architecture and achieve your strategic objectives. And from that uh, roster of projects, uh, you have to plan all those, of course, and those change initiatives. And so change planning comes before change management and change leadership, and it's after that that you start to define you know, your project planning, your behavior planning, your communications planning, and, and the actual project management and execution of those projects. So uh, a lot of times what happens is people see change management as a bolt-on, something that they may call in at the last minute when adoption isn't happening for a, a project they might be working on or a change initiative they might be undertaking. But the fact is that we should flip that around and think about it much, much differently and, and look at the planning of change is the first thing that we engage of and from that get into our change management and our change leadership and our our, uh, change maintenance.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, there are so many different um, perspectives on change and change management and some of them start right with the change management and they're very initiative-based and focused and then other folks are, you know, Focusing on uh, some of the enabling systems and organizational capabilities that need to be put in place in order to facilitate change, and then there's the business change and business strategy that you spoke of, which um, makes a lot of sense to me. You know, if we're going to change, we need to be able to, even if we're at the initiative level, we need to be able to tie it to the business strategy and make sure that connection's there. And I often don't hear that perspective that often. It's usually um, it's usually not look, looked at, at least from the people I've spoken with. It hasn't been really reinforced from the strategy down, you know, through the initiative portfolio.
0: Definitely. And as you look at that, you know, somewhat terrible or awful statistic of 70% of change initiatives failing. Uh, there, there have to be a lot of things that aren't happening in order for the number to be that big, and effective planning is one of those key components, uh, and linking to the, the strategy is another one, and, you know, so it, it takes it takes a, more than one element to lead to a number that big, and so it has to be attacked on a number of different fronts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, when I was looking through your book, um, I was looking at the uh, change planning canvas, and I'm wondering what really gave you the idea to come up with a, the concept of a canvas?
0: Well, I think that it's looking back across the, the history of, of management science and, and how we things, both in the technology industry and in, you know, industrial and retail and all the other elements of our economy, and, you know, the, one of the greatest inventions of all time is the sticky note, and not because, you know, you, <laughs> not, not so that you can mark your place in, in a hymnal, which is how it was invented, but so that we can get idea fragments out of our heads and onto a, uh, a whiteboard, onto a piece of paper, so we can collaborate, so we can share, so we can build and make something much more powerful. And so so I arrived at the the change planning canvas from observing what was happening in other areas from innovation to lean to other agile to other methodologies that really are trying to get everyone involved and get that alignment more up front in the process. And so part of what the change planning canvas was designed to do along with, you know, really all of the other tools is to make heavy use of the sticky note in making things more visual, more collaborative, and to draw out uh, the, the things that might remain hidden otherwise and to try to start conversations that really need to happen in order for that alignment and buy-in to happen upfront, and to surface some of the the things that might sabotage the effort as it moves forward, and so it's designed to be the the central gathering place for some of the outcomes of the other tools and worksheets and frameworks, and to kind of be a living document as you move forward and provide that transparency that allows that buy-in and that alignment to be maintained, and Allows that momentum to be sustained as you move forward in the in the process of executing your change initiative or your or your project, because really, if you think about it, every project changes something, and so every project is ultimately a change initiative. And so I like to to talk about it as big C and little C change efforts, with the little C change efforts being the the project type uh, initiatives and the big C change efforts being those things like a merger or an acquisition or a gigantic project that might fundamentally transform the the company. Uh, And so that's when you start thinking in those ways that every project is a change initiative, and that's where you start jumping from change management being a subset of project management to the other way around. Mm.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. um, One question uh, that came to me as I was looking through your book was, you know, from your perspective, what do you think the difference is between um, the visual toolkit for making change stick and, say, a change management methodology?
0: Well, I think uh, if you look at, say, something like the, the ACMP standard for change um, or, you know, some of the other change methodologies out there that really help to... They're designed to help guide you through the, the process of making mm-hmm. a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the change planning toolkit was designed with those in mind and to, to be consistent with those principles. Uh, but it's just designed to, to be the one great set of tools that you could use to follow a process like that and mm-hmm. make it more successful. So it's, it's not designed to compete with something like the ACMT standard, but to tie into it and to, um, you know, help people use the other kinds of innovation frameworks and methodologies that they might be familiar with and give them something a little more uh, tactical that they can use to get into the nitty-gritty details and and make something actually happen and move beyond Mm. the theory and move to practice.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And from what I can see, you know, the different tools that you provide really do round out the bigger picture and different aspects of looking at business change. Um, so that's, re- that's really good. I haven't seen them all in one place before. Um, one of the things that came to mind as well is, um, Braden, when we previously spoke, you mentioned that, you know, much of your book was centered on the idea of finding out what was hard for people to do, and then helping them to make it easier. Um, can you share some specific examples here um, on some of the initial stumbling blocks that you noticed and observed and, and how those became uh, part of your your repertoire?
0: Sure. So number one is starting with a blank, blank piece of paper. That's probably the, the hardest thing to stare down. Uh-huh. Uh and so <laughs> rather than people having to start with a blank piece of paper or start with a you know, a project charter template that they found online somewhere that just, you know, gives some some headings and, and nothing else and you find yourself sitting there by yourself in front of your keyboard and typing out something and sending it to someone else uh who may be too busy to offer any meaningful feedback and so just says looks great and, and you move on was to um, really start with humans as the starting point and then move to how can, what are the key elements of planning a change initiative that people need to consider and then move from there to what kinds of frameworks can help guide people's thinking, what kinds of tools can help get people moving and having the, the conversations that they need to have to surface the the elements uh, that need to be considered uh, that will drive the success or failure of the change initiative? And then what are the artifacts that need to, to be created to socialize uh, with others what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it? And so... So as you kind of look holistically across what the change planning toolkit is designed to do and and how the book, Charting Change, tries to support it and also to to introduce some some new thinking along the way to people that find the book first is to to create that new system and that new way of thinking about getting started with a project or getting started with a change initiative. And it can be as simple as the, the visual project charter that I created, which takes the same elements of the project charter, but just lays them out in a way that you can print it out at, you know, 11 by 17 or poster size and get it up on the wall and, and get people sharing the points that they think are important for each one. Because we all hold a piece of the puzzle. Nobody sh- should think of themselves as so um, omnipotent that they, you know, hold the whole picture. Uh, and so the best best way to Succeed in any group activity is to get the group involved at the beginning rather than at the end. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, simple tools like the visual project charter takes the solo activity of creating a word document project charter and makes it more more social and collaborative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then the, the change planning toolkit does that on a much bigger scale.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. And. When you're working with people using the tools, what are some of the what are some of the comments and and uh, thoughts that they give to you about using them?
0: Well, I think that the some of the comments that the people share is that are that you know I haven't really seen anybody put it forward in this way before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. You know, and one of the things that I saw as I did all the, the research for, for writing the book is obviously I checked out every possible book I could find at the library, right. uh, bought several books on, you know, from some of our favorite online booksellers, and uh, as I went through everything, it in general, most of our specialties are far too text-intensive and, and not visual enough, not collaborative enough, and... Um, oftentimes, what you find in most books is that you can read 200 pages and only come away with one aha moment or one thing that you can continue to use in your work life or your personal life. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I've always endeavored in my books to create much more than that, mm-hmm. and to try to give people many more actionable insights per chapter than than uh, the average book. Mm-hmm. So so that the books can be used to help create a common language of innovation in the case of Stoking Innovation Bonfire or create a common language for change in the case of charting change and fundamentally transform how people approach their projects and approach their change efforts uh, to do them in a much, much different way and as a result get much, much different results.
1: Hmm, That makes sense. And what's your favorite uh, tool?
0: that you have in there? I think my favorite tool, besides the change planning canvas, uh, is the uh, Triple T metric worksheet. Hmm. Can you
1: tell
0: us about uh, that? Well, if you, and and it's kind of combined into the the flow of change model uh, worksheet. So Mm -hmm. actually, the name of the tool is the flow of change model worksheet. And it integrates the triple T metric into it. And what that particular worksheet does is first it highlights the float change model that I've created. But then it tries to help you get into the mindset of trying to measure each project of a particular type or each change initiative of a particular type as you move forward from now into the future. Mm -hmm. So you baseline with the first project. like, okay, we're doing a server move or something, and so that's the project. Um, and so, well, how long does it take us to go through each phase of, of the, the flow of change model, and let's measure that in, in days or weeks or, or months or whatever the case may be. And then as we go through it the next time, if we're getting better at how we implement uh, our change efforts in our project, us- utilizing the methodology, we should start to see ourselves do things faster. -hmm And so the, the flow of change model worksheet gives you gives people a nice model for how change flows from starting with the status quo and ending with a new way of doing things and all the, the steps in between to be successful but then it also gives you the, the prompts to measure each of those phases and how long it takes you to move through them so that for each Project type or each change initiative type. That as you start to have more and more projects and more and more change initiatives, you can start to to see how you're doing and how your process of change is uh, getting better or not.
1: Mm. It sounds like a really comprehensive tool.
0: Yeah, and it looks like one picture, but yeah. there's there's a lot of a lot of elements to it.
1: That's great. That's great. And um, we're almost out of time, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you was uh, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give to folks who are just learning to use some of the change management tools uh, that you work with in your books?
0: I would, the the piece of advice that I would give people is number one, make sure that you look at the the Quick Start Guide and the book. Make sure that you talk to people and use them in a collaborative way. Don't sit up at your desk with them, but organize, you know, a quick meeting if you just want to hit on one tool. Uh, Organize your change planning session, which could vary depending on the the size of the project or the change initiative from, you know, a few hours to two to three days um, where you really go through all the elements of the toolkit and have all the conversations that you need to have to to flesh out all the elements. Uh, that are going to go into your project or change initiative, and from that and that ac- activity and exercise of having those conversations and capturing the output and the outcome, that will help you build your your you know sort of more traditional documents uh, that you can use to to drive forward, whether it's your communications plan or your change plan or your project plan and your um, you know, work breakdown structure and all those other kinds of things flow out naturally once you've captured everything in your change planning session.
1: Mm. That's great. And if people want to um, see more about your your book and your toolkit on the web, where would they go?
0: Uh, they can go to bradenkelly.com, B-R-A-D-E-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y.com. B-R-A-D-E-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y.com and you'll find the Change Planning Toolkit as one of the the options there, and you'll find the book as one of the choices under the the pull-down under Change Planning Toolkit.
1: Awesome. Well, that's great. I really appreciate your time on the podcast, Um, and I'm sure people will be uh, looking forward to digging into your book. One of the things I was very surprised about is how much is in there. I mean, it is really, like, packed with all sorts of Mm -hmm. um, tools and, you know, they've got significant explanations for application as well. So it's definitely a worthwhile um, read and, you know, to to take the time to look at. Um, So I thank you very much for your time on the podcast, and I'm hoping that we can have you back another time.
0: Well, thank you very much, Teresa, and there's also a lot of great guest expert and case study pieces in there as well. Great. Okay, thank you. We hope you've enjoyed listening to today's podcast with Teresa Moulton of Change Management Review and Braden Kelly, an author and thought leader on topics of continuous innovation and change. Be sure to check out our website at changemanagementreview.com. We also invite you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and join us on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.